from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report? Hope this finds you well. Happy Halloween to you and yours. More on that in a moment. I've uh, interrupted my packing here this morning. Uh, getting ready to go to Orlando today. The Pelicans will play at Orlando tomorrow night, but I wanted to take a little time with you, and I appreciate you doing the same with us as we bring you the podcast for New Orleans Saints and New Orleans Pelicans fans. I guess we got some weather coming in. Uh, it's going to get a little dreary. I hope that it holds off for all the trick-or-treating later on tonight. I know a lot of neighborhoods like mine did a lot of Halloween celebrating last weekend, so it remains to be seen how much will go on tonight, but in this city, I'd say it'll be It'll be pretty heavy. Producer Dan, from time to time, has been known to dress up on Halloween. You've 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 had some quality outfits over the years. Uh, I won't divulge all of them because uh, maybe one makes a return performance, but uh, just not. Are you are you dressing up tonight, Diesel, on a Halloween? No, Producer Dan is not participating. He gets married late summer, and all of a sudden he's all grown up. This is a little disappointing. You did it last. Oh, you did it last Saturday. Okay, so you already did do this. You're just not choosing to participate on Halloween itself. All right, fair enough. Well, I'll be in Orlando tonight. I would imagine that Halloween in Orlando will be much more tame uh, than it will be here in the Crescent City. But we'll see. I may get out uh, on the mean streets of Orlando tonight a little bit while I'm on the road and just to see what kind of a, uh, an array we have as far as Halloween goes. I would imagine that around here there will be more than enough uh, Rob Ryan uh, Halloween costumes to go around. Drew Brees touched upon that yesterday. He actually said, walking away from his press conference, that uh, he was going to stop and take a picture with all who, uh, the, with all the folks that he saw that he sees tonight wearing uh, a Rob Ryan type costume. That'll be interesting, and uh, and I'm curious as to what Drew. Will, Drew's known to dress up with the boys, so that'll be interesting too. So again, happy Halloween, to everybody. Hope that it stays dry long enough for you all to have a great time. Uh, before this weather comes in for this weekend. Speaking of Drew Brees, yesterday was his weekly visit with the media. And as we get ready for Saints and Jets this weekend, we're going to go through some of what Drew had to say. Both Drew Brees and Sean Payton yesterday, post-practice, had one of their more insightful sessions. It was uh, very informative, entertaining to say the least. And I want to share that with uh, with you some of that today on the Black and Blue Report. We'll also check in, as it is Thursday, with Jim Henderson, the voice of the Saints. He'll get us his preview for this weekend's game up at uh, MetLife Stadium. So I'm anxious to visit with Jim today. And then the Pelicans debuted last night, and uh, we'll visit with Jason Smith. Uh, actually, I visited with him last night following the loss to um, Indiana, and I'll share that with you today on the podcast. That was a bit disappointing. It was a really good, fast start for the Pelicans. It's a very young team. I think we're going to see maybe some more of that, but I think we're going to see growth and probably – Fairly quickly, too, John DeShazer and I were commenting on, on the radio broadcast last night how different the uh, Pelicans looked and uh, and still how things have got to uh, mature with regard to playing teams like Indiana, elite teams in each of the two conferences that have playoff experience, that have guys that have been through uh, 
kind of the ups and downs, not just of the playoffs, but of any given night in the regular season. Uh, the Pelicans lost last night by 5, 95-90, and a big salute to the crowd. It was sold out at New Orleans Arena last night. I thought it was really loud. I thought it was great, and it was a, a good way to get going. Again, so Jason Smith on the program today uh, talking about game one for the Pelicans. Last night was also the debut of Pierre the Pelican. The mascot was unveiled last night. Um, I'm curious as to what your reaction was. Uh, send me a, uh, a tweet, will you? At Sean Kelly Live, or you can email us, uh, radio at pelicans.com. I'm curious as to what you all thought of how the mascot looked and even of the name. I was a big fan of the name, uh, Pierre, last night. To me, it was down to Pierre and Pete. Well, both would have been fine for me. So Pierre sticks, and we'll get going on that. And certainly, uh, I'm anxious to hear your feedback. So again, today on the show, Jim Henderson, voice of the Saints, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and Jason Smith here on this Thursday. Don't forget to help us spread the word to your uh, fellow Saints and Pelicans fans about how to get this show. It is available on iTunes for free. It is also available on your desktop at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com, and now also available through the New Orleans Saints app. The Pelicans app, i got to check with Doug Tatum. Um, I think the Pelicans app is is kind of getting ramped up here, but it is available especially for you iTunes or iPhone users. The Pelicans app is now up and running, um, and uh, they're adding things to the app every day and hoping that the Black and Blue Report will continue, uh, will be available like it is for the Saints app here soon enough. Keep all that in mind. Let's see, who should we go with first? Let's go Sean Payton, Drew Brees, after a quick timeout. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Get geared up for the big game and wear what the team wears. Visit the Saints Team Store at Gate B on the plaza level of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Okay, as I promised you, I want to walk you through a little bit of yesterday's uh, post-practice press conference for the New Orleans Saints. The uh, principals were out there, Sean Payton, Andrew Brees, both talking about uh, the week that is now Saints-Jets week. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, interesting stuff. Let's talk with. Let's start rather with uh, Sean Payton talking yesterday about the young quarterback they'll face. That's Geno Smith. Well, the one impressive statistic is his his finishes. You know, he's had three or four of these come from behind or or game winning drives. I think for a young quarterback, that's uh, a big thing to build on. He's got a strong arm, and you can you can see that and and the confidence of his teammates. Uh, I think. You can see on film when when they're late in games and it's close, and he's been able to deliver there, and I, I think that's a pretty good trait. 
Staying on the topic of the Jets' offense, when when the Jets have, have had their big wins, uh, says Coach Payton, the running game has been prominent. And, of course, that running game features former New Orleans Saints running back Chris Ivory. They've been a team that you know, when they when they you know had had their big wins, they've they've been able to rush the football and control the time of possession. Chris is an outstanding back who's physical and and is someone that gets downhill and and runs with a lot of power. So that, that'll be uh, important for us to be able to handle, especially uh, on the road. Coach also talked about the Jets' defense yesterday. This is a Jets' defense that has been pretty good against the run and. And we're going to hear from Drew Brees in a little bit, kind of throwing the, the Bengals game for them out the window. But Coach Payton kind of focuses in on those big bodies up front for the New York Jets. It's a very good front. They, they're right at the top of the league in rush defense, at the top of the league in, in pressures and sacks. They're athletic. They're big. Um, so they present a handful of challenges, especially when you deal with crowd noise and you're playing a front like that on the road. The other thing that Coach Payton talked about yesterday was, of course, the Ryan storyline. And I wasn't sure... If he'd uh, if he'd comment on it, uh, it you know sometimes it's hard to tell. I know he's focused in on a football game and not the story about Rob Ryan versus Rex Ryan, but he did he did say a couple of things yesterday. One of the questions that Coach Payton was asked was was there a a philosophical thread or some kind of a a theme that runs through the two of them that they share? Um, obviously, if that's a common thread, it would make sense. But certainly, whether or not there are similarities in philosophies between. Rob Ryan and Rex Ryan. Philosophically, I would say that there there's some things that they believe in, you know, and 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 yet I think they're both very good at recognizing what they have to work with and then trying to build a plan around their personnel and have that flexibility. And I, I think uh, both coach with confidence. They coach their players with confidence. That's something that I think you would see on tape, and and that's something that. Uh, I'm sure at a very early age they learned from their father, you know, and, the, and um, just growing up in that football household. So it was all good stuff. Coach Payton, you know, went on to say more about the, the Ryan storyline and that, look, in, in this day and age in the league and everything else, there are ties almost every week. And so sometimes that, that part of things gets overblown a bit. But, uh, again, he did, he did at least comment on it a little bit yesterday. Drew Brees yesterday talked about a couple of things. As I mentioned uh, just a moment ago, Brees – kind of wants us all to throw out the jets Bengals game when evaluating the, the New York defense. Kind of, kind of the message was this. Don't, don't go to sleep on the Jets' defense just because of what happened against Cincinnati last week. That was more of, well, you know, an, an aberration, I think is the word here, that Drew uses. Cincinnati's a very good offense. they got a lot of weapons. Andy Dalton played spectacular. Um, they were ready for him, you know, and there's times where whatever you dial up seems to work. And that was just kind of the way it was for the Cincinnati offense. Um, I'd say that was very much an aberration for the Jets defense. I mean, um, if, if you take that game out, you'd say consistently week in, week out, they are a very formidable defense, both in the run game and the pass game and creating turnovers, getting sacks, all those things, creating pressure, um, uh, you know, I almost just kind of logged that one away as an aberration, you know. Um, maybe there's something we can take from it, maybe not. But uh, as you look at the rest of the tape, you see a defense is getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Um, they're very, very good against the run. Um, and you just know that they're going to have a plan for you. And, and so you just try to think of all the eventualities as to what those, that, that plan could be. 
Now, Drew Brees won't square off against Chris Ivory, but uh, they are on opposite sidelines this Sunday. And, of course, uh, I, did, I wasn't surprised that Drew Brees had glowing things to say about his former backfield mate. Chris was one of those guys, a great success story, you know. Um, when you look around our team, all the undrafted free agents that, that have become really, really good and productive players for us over the years, Chris was absolutely one of those guys, you know. Unfortunately for him at times, it was a matter of either, you know, not being healthy or just kind of that stable of backs and just finding the opportunities to get carries, you know. But you'd say over the last, I mean, really going back to 2010, um, man, when he got when he got opportunities, you know, he he made the most of them. Um, and, you know, he, he really did everything, you know, we asked him to do, you know, and, and more. Drew Brees also talked yesterday about his team getting a faster start. I thought that was good to point out because that's something that Coach had talked about earlier in the week. And then and then Brees was asked an interesting question, and I was more interested, I guess the, the answer intrigued me more than I thought it would. Uh, Brees was asked yesterday if he felt like uh, or had any concerns about Marcus Colston kind of being quiet over the last three games. In other words, Colston's numbers are, are down a little bit. And this is what Drew had to say in answer to that question. I feel like we are spreading it around a lot, you know, maybe as much as we ever have. You know, when you talk about the tight end position, I mean, three really capable guys. Um, the wide receiver position, five really capable guys. The running back position, four really capable guys. You know what I mean? So you go down the list, and, man, the skill position is just – and so to come out of a game, what, we 10 different sure. players catching balls last week, I mean, I would say that's not all that out of the ordinary for us, you know. And so when you're, you know, only throwing the ball 35 to 40 times and you're hoping to complete, you know, 25 to 30 of those and, you know, 10 guys are catching balls, then do the math, two and a half, three balls a guy on average. Yeah. So, but... What's the end result? Well, if the end result is 35 points and a, and a big victory and no turnovers, then you'd say, all right, we got the job done. And Drew's right on the money. There's no doubt. He, number nine has found a way to get a lot of people involved, and it's made the uh, Saints offense rather dynamic now through the first half of the season. So, again, it's the Saints and the Jets this weekend. Always coverage uh, coming your way on NewOrleansSaints.com each and every day. John DeShazer later on will wrap up the Thursday practice with the New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap, and then there'll be more tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report previewing Sunday's uh, road game at New York. Good stuff. We are going to turn our attention to the voice of the Saints next and get uh, his take on this weekend's festivities, Jim Henderson, in one minute. The Pelicans are your NBA team, and Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is your M-Life Resort right here on the Gulf Coast. Featuring 1,740 luxuriously appointed rooms, exquisite award-winning dining choices, a championship-caliber golf course, and all the amenities you've come to expect from MGM Resorts International, Beau Rivage is the only true resort experience you'll find in the South. You belong at the Beau. Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is proud to be a sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and pick the games you want to watch at the newly renovated New Orleans Arena. With our five-game flex plan presented by Mannings, we have a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $45 and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. And with the purchase of every plan, you'll receive a free $25 Mannings gift card while supplies last. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP 
to get your seats today. Thursdays on the Black and Blue Reporter special because we get the voice of the Saints. Jim Henderson joins us. We all are preparing for Saints and Jets this weekend. Jim, last night, uh, how was your visit to New Orleans Arena? I had a great time, and I appreciate the tour as well. It's a nice little place you got going there. I appreciate the changes you've made, and I think they're very tasteful. I appreciate that. You know, we were sweeping up the dust, and I put away my tools right before game time last night. So uh, it really is. Go ahead, Jim. Finish up the wine cellar. I mean, that should be your first priority. I knew you'd have something to say about that. You know, we took Jim on the tour last night, and I told him that back where the the VVIPs, as they call it, are there's a there's a new glassed-in wine cellar, but the cellar's not complete yet. And Jim's eyeballs about came out of his sockets. There, it was pretty funny. But uh, I figured you'd have something to say this morning about it. Now, VVIP that means that means very. Very important person? Yes, or a sexually transmitted disease. I cannot figure out which one it is. Um, <laughs> Sometimes they go hand in hand. Well, we'll just leave that one as, as it is. Uh, interesting that the two of us were standing together last night. I had some several people make comments about the the voice of the Saints and the voice of the Pelicans as if we were like the president and the vice president and we're not allowed to be in the same room together. I found that to be somewhat humorous. But it did, but it did remind me of something that I did want to propose to you, Jim. And that is, back in my college baseball days, I had a sports information director that used to write down a word or a phrase almost every game that then I was challenged to somehow work that into the broadcast. And and I got to thinking that I could come up with a word for you each weekend for the Saints broadcast and you likewise for me on a Pelicans broadcast. And then we would have to prove to each other that we that we legitimately worked those into the broadcast for the weekend. And Uh, what's the bet? Is this dinner? Or something? Is there a bet on this? No, I, I just think it's just a challenge each week. Well, you know, we used to do that when I was on Channel 4. Um, we had an awful lot of good people there. And whenever we were on the set, Dennis and, and Angela and Karen and I, uh, I was told her I was going to use the word ocelot to describe uh, some player who's really quick on the field. So I think you should describe Amino as ocelot sometime. Ocelotin. Okay, hold on. I, got, I have two broadcasts this week, and I get two chances to work it in. I haven't heard Ocelot in, um, oh boy, it's been a long time. Um, okay, Ocelot is good, okay. Uh, what about precocious for you for this weekend, Saints and Jets? Oh, yeah, that, that, that's easy, though. I mean, Drew Brees is a precocious quarterback, no question about that. Well, come on, you can't ruin it right now. Oh, okay. All right, well, maybe by the end of the interview I'll have a better word for you, but we'll, we'll start with that. Um, okay. Help steer me in a different direction. I'd like to think more about the Saints and Jets game this Sunday as, as more than the Ryan versus Ryan game. Can you help me get a better storyline going into this thing? Yeah, I think that's a little overplayed. And uh, I really do think that Rob will be the Ryan that is the victor on, on Sunday night uh, in New Jersey. But to me, it's uh, the contrast in the quarterbacks, much like it was a week ago. Now, uh, uh, Geno Smith certainly has a more has more credentials than the Bills quarterback last week, but you know you, we went into the, talking about the Bills game, saying if the Saints could just make the Bills one-dimensional in the absence of C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson's injury, they'd be well served. And uh, I think the same is the, is the case this week if they can shut down the the Jets' running game, which was shut down by the Bengals last week, and make Geno Smith and a fairly undistinguished core of receivers beat you. I think you'd be in good shape. Meanwhile, 
You don't expect the Saints to run very well against the Jets. I think they have the number one defense against the run in the NFL. So if the Jets make the Saints one-dimensional, that plays right into their hands because then you force Drew Brees to go to the air. And obviously the Saints have won in the absence of a running game before, and I would expect them to be able to do that again. It seems to me, Jim, at this stage of the season right now, the Saints go into this thing almost drama-free. You know, we had a lot of talk about different positions and and styles and all that early in the season. Right now, it just seems awfully routine, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's a nice routine to be in. I think that's a very good observation. And I think one of the things, and this can change on a weekly basis, but one of the things I was really encouraged about uh, last week against the Bills were the players who were susceptible to injury, coming off injury, uh, Jimmy Graham and Zach Streif and Cam Jordan, guys like that that you didn't know if they'd be able to play and Lance Moore, how they all came back and came back so strongly. And I think for this stage of the season, the bye week really helped the Saints, and they're in great shape injury-wise. But then again, that can change week by week. Meanwhile, the Jets go into their bye week next week, and they are really banged up. They're banged up the wide receiver. They're really banged up the tight end. It's an offensive line that's not been terribly good at protecting Geno Smith. And we know his uh, propensity to throw interceptions. He's thrown three for pick sixes in the last two games. And he's also been picked off 13 times. That's the third most in the NFL. Been sacked 28 times, and that's only second worst to Ryan Tannehill in the NFL. So I think that speaks well for the Saints' uh, defensive chances on Sunday. Jim, you've been there before. What, what, what will the Saints see in playing in that facility and in front of that type of a crowd? Well, I can only judge it on MetLife Stadium that we were at last year with the Giants. So um, this crowd will probably be a little bit more raucous than giant crowds usually are. The Saints played very poorly there on a Sunday night game in the drizzle last year in New York. I think the conditions this this year will be a lot more favorable. I think the, the high is supposed to be around 54 degrees on Sunday. So I don't think the atmosphere there is going to be a, a tremendous burden to the Saints, though they've played a lot better at home scoring-wise than they have on the road. I think that the Saints are averaging over 30 points per game at home and 23 on the road. So you probably expect them not to be quite as prolific offensively, but uh, the defense has been stout everywhere with the, the possible exception of the Patriot game. Jim, the Saints have uh, admitted concern about slow starts in games. Will they be able to get a faster start this week, and how perhaps can they induce that? Well, I think they'd like to, uh, and this will be something I'll be talking about uh, at Fox 8, is you know, the, the Jets, uh, Rex Ryan didn't even show them the game tape against Cincinnati because they were so horrible. Uh, they were down so quickly, uh, gave up a couple of touchdowns on interceptions. And uh, meanwhile, the Jets had one, minus one yard in net offense in the first quarter. So he didn't even show that to his uh, Jets players this week, wanting to watch that from their system. I don't imagine uh, Sean Payton and Drew Brees uh, gave the – to take the same consideration. I think they probably poured over that at great length. You know, the Saints are great at, uh, at, at finding matchups. And boy, you look at this Jets secondary, and there's a glaring one on the corner with Dean Milliner, their number one draft choice, who's been benched twice in four games, benched in the second quarter last week. Uh, they've got some problems there. Whoever mans that spot, whether it's him or his replacement, you can expect the Saints to find some favorable matchups there. Jim Henderson, voice of the Saints, here with us on the Black and Blue Report. Jim, I haven't asked you a kind of a league-wide question in a while, but here we are about halfway through the NFL season. Let's just stay with the NFC just for a moment, if you don't mind. Um, uh, challenges to the Saints here the rest of the way. What teams, I guess, must we start scoreboard watching other than maybe the obvious in Seattle? Well, 
Seattle and San Francisco, I would say, uh, those are the first two that jump to mind, and those are probably going to be the Saints' toughest test down the rest of the season. Uh, if you want to look in the division, Carolina, I think, very uh, quietly, I think they've got a three-game winning streak going now. Uh, they haven't played in particular tough teams thus far, but Cam Jordan looks to be back on track, and the Saints faced them two out of the last four games of the season. So I'd keep an eye on the scoreboard with the Panthers. Good point. And speaking of uh, those those opponents, including Seattle and uh, and Carolina here eventually, after this weekend, the, the schedule really ramps up for the New Orleans Saints. In the NFL, Jim, is there ever a fear or is there a legitimate fear, I guess, of one looking over an opponent like the Jets this weekend with such a daunting schedule lies, that lies ahead? No, I don't think so. I think the Saints, for the most part, have avoided those sort of what they call trap games. And uh, I, think, I think probably the buildup this week between uh, – Rex Ryan and Rob Ryan has probably even enhanced their concentration. So uh, I don't see that uh, being any excuse for a, a possible loss at MetLife Stadium. Saints have been pretty good about that. Uh, Sean does a really good job. And if you look at this team, how consistent they've played all year long, I think that's the byword of uh, what the Saints' success has been. I mean, it's hard to find, apart from the running game, uh, anything that you feel terribly concerned about. They've played pretty well in all areas. Good stuff, Jim. Of course, this is a road weekend for you, so you know the next question. Saturday night? Well, you know, last year when we were there against the Giants, we went into a New York to a place called Sparks Steakhouse, which was terrific, but it took us about an hour and a half each way to get there because of the traffic, and the game against the Giants was a Sunday night game, as I recall, so you had some of the day to, to recover from a long evening, travel-wise, I mean. Uh, this year, we've resisted that temptation. We're not going to make the trip into, into Sparks Statehouse. And Robert Carroll, our erstwhile producer and engineer, uh, has set us up with a, a restaurant nearby, about 15 minutes away from the hotel that is in Newark or perhaps Elizabeth more, more properly. It's 15 minutes away, but judging by the way Robert Wrongway Carroll drives, I fully expect us to, to end up in Delaware Hopefully I'll get back in time for the kickoff. Well, that's a fair and legitimate shot right there. We'll take it. Um, and the word for you this weekend, I've decided in light of the Ryan brothers and the fact that you'll be in an outdoor hostile environment, uproarious. 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 Yes. If you can work sure, uproarious can. into the broadcast on Sunday, you'll have met the challenge. And I have, what is it again? Ocelotin, right? Ocelotin. Yes. Ocelotin. And either I have the game against the Magic or the home game against the Bobcats, so I get two shots at it this weekend. And we'll we'll check back and see how we did on our challenges next Thursday. Fair enough? Sounds great. Look forward to it, Sean. Jim, as always, thank you so much. Safe travels and uh, go Saints this weekend. Same to you, my friend. Thank you. Jim Henderson, voice of the Saints, with us right here on the Black and Blue. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. 
Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. The New Orleans Pelicans fell to 0-1 last night. Started the season with a loss to the Indiana Pacers, 95-90. Outscored in the fourth quarter, 36-24. And the Pelicans only scored 16 in the third. And that's that's what uh, took away such a dynamic start to the game. The first half was really, really well played by the Pelicans. Uh, last night, Eric Gordon led the way for the Pels with 25 points. Holiday had 24 points and a double-double for Anthony Davis, uh, 20 points and 12 rebounds. Things were a little thin on the bench. Uh, Ryan Anderson is out now one to three weeks with a fractured toe. So a little uh, thin not only in the second unit but in the low post. And uh, no bench player last night scored more than Tyreek Evans' four points. We'll see if that changes as we get into the weekend with two games coming up uh, tomorrow night against the Magic and then Saturday at home against the uh, Charlotte Bobcats. Uh, That'll be a fun Saturday night at the arena. Tickets still are available so not the result that we wanted last night nonetheless still plenty to talk about after the 95-90 loss to the uh, Indiana Pacers I was in the locker room post game and got a chance to sit down with number 14 Jason Smith Jason I see you looking at that box score and I see you shake your head tilt your head kind of look at it in about six different ways it was a tough game um, I think the biggest thing that point jumps out at me is the fourth quarter Pacers they scored 36 points in the fourth quarter and another one is we only scored th- 16 coming out after halftime. Uh, can't be doing that against a, a tested playoff team. Uh, they're a good team, and uh, doesn't matter if they had a back-to-back. We had to, to bring the energy tonight, and I think we kind of had a lull in the third quarter, and it, uh, it really affected us. Jason, when you look at the way the game started, I think that you, you all were the ones that set the tone tonight. Uh, definitely. Uh, we had energy. Uh, the crowd was into it. We were executing on offense. We were making our shots. Uh, we were playing good basketball. Um, but that's one of those things that we're going to have to learn. Uh, we got to learn how to play with the lead. We're going to have to learn when we're, to play when we're down. Uh, I think coming out of halftime, we had a, a good lead, and we just didn't keep it. Uh, Indiana came out, and they played aggressive. Uh, they played their style of basketball. They kept grinding and grinding, and they got the win. Jason, one of the things we talked about, if you go back early October, really at the start of training camp, you and I talked about this team's ability to gel and how quickly that would happen with a lot of new parts. After a preseason and now a regular season opener, where would you say you are in that in that game of coming together as a young team? You know, I think we're doing really good at it. Um, granted, we're a young team, but we're, we're, we're working hard in practice. We're continuing to get better every day. Uh, this was a good opportunity for us to come out, and I think we did good things. We also did some bad things. Um, you go back to the to the drawing board and you kind of learn from watching film, uh, listen to the coaches. They're obviously going to coach us in, in the right direction, and uh, we got to get better from this opportunity. What were you strong at? You know, we were strong at execution in the first half. Um, we were good defensively in the first quarter. Uh, they, they only have 14 points in the first quarter, and I think we had a great opportunity to, to take the game. Um, after halftime, though, it, it seemed like they just picked up their energy. Uh, they came out and they hit us first, and we were kind of back on our heels. Uh, it's, it's one of those things we're going to have to learn from and, and get better from. 
from from your position on the floor, you know, down low at the five, you have those guards in front of you. Let's admit that last year at times a lot was placed on you bigs because the guards had trouble keeping the ball in front of them. Was it better tonight, at least early on? Yeah, we have great perimeter defenders. Uh, Drew Holiday is one of the best defensive point guards in the league. Uh, Eric Gordon, tough to get by him. Uh, Al Farouk Amino, he, he, he's coming out there. He's great long arms, uh, great activity on defense. I mean, we're playing good defense at times. We just can't have those lulls like we did coming out after halftime and have those 16-point third quarters and let them back in the game. So the marathon has begun. The one game is done, and now, you know, the ramp up, the training camp, it's all said and done. You know, really, when you get up tomorrow morning, you're now in the rhythm of the season. Does that make it feel, I guess, more normal? You know, it, it feels good. Uh, obviously, you want to get a win as, as your first game as the home opener. But uh, for all the hard work that we've put in in the preseason, uh, training camp, I think that we have a good opportunity to go out there and get some games early on. Uh, we just have to keep our heads up, keep working, um, learn from this opportunity, and and uh, keep competing. Jason finished last night with eight points and uh, two rebounds. And again, he had to handle Hibbert most of his nights, fouled out after playing 20 minutes and 27 seconds. Pelicans back at it tomorrow night on the New Orleans Pelicans radio network. Broadcast starts at 6 p.m., tip-off shortly thereafter. We'll hope that you'll join us, and we hope the Pelicans even up their record as they play their first road game of the season. Back to wrap up today's Black and Blue Report next. Opening week continues as your New Orleans Pelicans take flight tomorrow night when the Bobcats come to town. Be there to see the new-look Pelicans take the court. Plus, meet the Pelicans' new mascot. It's a Pepsi friends and family night where you can get four tickets, hot dogs, chips, and Pepsi starting as low as $128. Tip off 7 p.m. of the Pelicans' best pregame block party gets underway at 5.30. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. Are you ready for health care reform? At Blue Cross, we're ready to help. Learn all you can about health care reform at bcbsla.com slash reform. Here you'll find information on tax credits, health insurance options, answers to frequently asked questions, and a handy checklist to help you prepare. Visit us today at bcbsla.com slash reform and get ready. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association and is incorporated as Louisiana Health Service and Indemnity Company. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Getting ready to wrap up today's uh, Black and Blue Report. Again, thanks for joining us. Hope uh, that you have a safe and happy Halloween tonight. And uh, the NFL weekend kicks off tonight. No baseball. I, you know, I should have mentioned this in the first segment. But uh, congratulations to the Boston Red Sox. There you go. I got it out. All right. The NFL weekend starts tonight. Cincinnati and Miami to get us going. Uh, maybe you'll watch that ball game tonight. Or perhaps... You'll tune your radio at 8 o'clock to 105.3 WWL-FM for this week's edition of the Monty Williams radio program. 30 minutes on your radio with head coach Monty Williams, a recap of last night's season opener. We'll get to know Arinze Onuwaku a little bit more tonight. Daniel Sowerson will ask him about making his NBA debut, and we'll hit the mailbag as well. Hope you'll join us tonight at 8 on WWL-FM. That's 105.3 on your dial. Otherwise, I think we'll get the show up on pelicans.com for you tomorrow. But if you want the, uh, the, the live version tonight, the first, the first draft, if you will, that's at 8 o'clock. 
Don't forget, tomorrow's Black and Blue Report comes your way at noon. Continuing coverage of both of your favorite teams on the Internet at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. I'm off to Orlando. Team Charter this afternoon for the Pelicans. They'll play the Magic tomorrow night, and I'll see you then on the radio. For Daniel Sowers, and I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.